Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot, connect to more. Very early first uh, media timeout in Athens, Georgia, up on the Grizzlies, 13 2. 13 2 start. They were up 9 nothing early. Uh, sometimes you think, you know, maybe you get a drop on a team because they're not really ready for you. Also, there's uh, teams that play for Tom Crean, who's sort of existence is predicated that you're going to go out here and you're going to go to work. And so that is what we're seeing out of Georgia very early on. They are, uh, they are running up and down the floor a little bit on the Montana Grizzlies. I think Montana will settle in here. But, uh, you know, early lead for Georgia. Knowing who you got to pick up in transition, man, that's the key. And if you have that advantage, not only in athleticism, but then also the element of confusing your uh, the defense and, and who's going to pick up who I mean that's how you have these big runs uh what is the deal with the Georgia fan shoulder pad spikes you know what I mean it's like the Raiders but it's Georgia like they seem like yeah. the fan base that's get, that got into that somehow somewhere along yeah the line. I, I don't know just, I don't know I mean know, when, when uh when Anthony Edwards was the number one pick in the NBA draft we had yeah. Brian Fish on yeah. director of player personnel former Montana State head coach you can find that on the podcast, go to 1029ESPN.com or any of your podcast hosting platforms. Excellently said by you. The podcast brought to us by Blackfoot Communications. Please proceed. Um, but we talked to Fish about Anthony Edwards, but then we also talked to him just about Georgia. And he said, boys, I've been everywhere. Uh, I've been all over the country. You know, he coached at Creighton in, in Nebraska when Nebraska was, you know, rolling. Coached at Oregon when Oregon was, you know, when Marcus Mariota was winning the Heisman. Well, yeah, and he said, a- he said, there's nothing, nothing, nothing to compare to SEC football. You cannot even comprehend it unless you're here. There's no way to explain it. You can only comprehend it when you're here. And I think that 
that sort of stuff, man, the, the tradition, the pageantry, the fanaticism, I think it goes over the top when you get into those uh, SEC college towns. No doubt. Uh, all right, very good. Hey, you want to call 361-3688 is the phone number. All guests join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. You can text that phone number as well. And if you would like to uh, go ahead and listen live, but not on your radio or on your television, as the case might be, check it out on the stream. The stream is available all the time. 1029ESPN.com. It is available thanks to Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Uh, Coulter, the NFL weekend has one game remaining in it. It is the it's the Cowboys and Ravens, right? That's who's playing tonight? I mean, I'm so confused. I, I think have, so. I Tuesday no night football. And by the way, I'm happy about, about that. I'm looking forward to uh, the... Uh, the Cowboys and the Ravens playing football tonight. But out of this weekend, week 13 in the NFL, we got four weeks left. We are coming down now. This the, the this is, you know, obviously the last stretch heading into the playoffs, and it's time to start making some decisions on teams or individuals, whatever the case may be that we are with or that we're not with. It is time for buy and sell. So we have a list here to go through. Buying and selling. The first thing, though, that I want to clarify, because, you know, I can't help myself, Coulter. I'm a philosopher, and therefore I don't think that any words mean anything until we say what they mean. Okay. What what am I saying? If I buy a team, what do I think? That they're going to win a Super Bowl? No. Do you have a uh, modicum of confidence in them? Uh, My my baseline is going to be, is it feasible that this team could win a playoff game or they have a good trajectory to win a playoff game? Okay, so get into the playoffs and win right. a playoff we're game. Not, we're not doing buy and sell at the NFC East. Somebody so, from that division is going to make the playoffs. Nobody from that division is a contender whatsoever. Nobody from that division is going to win a playoff game. You know, it's easy to say now. All I know is I saw two playoff winning football teams potentially lose to two NFC East teams this very weekend. Uh, so, and, and the Giants and the Redskins are actually two teams with some of the most Positive trajectory in the league. Uh, they absolutely. Did you see the Mike Tomlin clip from yesterday when he talked to Chase Young? No. Chase Young's on the sideline, and and Mike Tomlin goes over and hits him and says, "Boy, he said you're a stud." And Chase Young's like, "Thanks, sir." He says, "I never want to lose as many games as it takes to get a player who looks like you." <laughs> he said. He said, the day that I do it, I'm not drafting you because I'm retiring. He said, I'm Great. not losing 14 or 15 games. He said, because there's no way you get a player like you unless you go 2-14. and 14. Great line. Is, is this so interesting? I'm sorry. I'm going in a different direction here a little bit. But Mike Tomlin, last year, two years ago, you have all the drama and everything like that. And people were going, you know, is how much of this falls at the feet of the head coach? You're not playing that well. Guys don't yeah. want to be there. Mike Tomlin this, Mike Tomlin that. And, like, you know, it to some extent. You know, it is his responsibility or whatever, but you don't kid yourselves, man. Mike Tomlin, everybody goes Bill Belichick, right? Okay, that's fine. And he is. He's the best coach in the NFL. The conversation for who's the second best coach in the NFL to me starts with Mike Tomlin. Yeah. And I don't know who else is in that conversation. You know, I'm not saying there isn't anybody. I'm just saying I don't know. But uh, cool Mike, dude. Doesn't get better than than Mike Tomlin. So, uh Buy or sell. So, so I guess to start this, we, we, I think we both agree. Saints, Packers, Steelers, Chiefs. Those are contenders. I mean, we buy them all. Those, those are bought, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We're, not, we're no, not doing that. Those teams are, they, they got teams, it. Teams where you could have some doubt about them. Okay. So, 
We'll go back and forth between the AFC There's and the There's a couple NFC. teams that are not on this list, though, that need to be on this list. Oh, no, they're over here. I got you. Page okay. two. Got it. Got okay. it. Good. Okay. Uh, number one, this is the one I may be the most. We're not going to, this is not, we're not going to go in the order that this is. Okay. okay. Go ahead. That's fine. Number one's the Titans, Tennessee Titans. I am the most hot and cold on them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I watch them, I'm like, wow, love them. And then sometimes it's like, what are you guys doing? They're so sporadic. They, the identity that they should have and that they sometimes do have is also the identity that they don't have. Sometimes they're a defensive-minded, tough-nosed team that runs the ball down your throat. Other times, they're scoring 45 to win by three touchdowns. And other times, they're rolling over and dying. I don't know what to think of the Titans. Well, I give you my elongated answer to this question. Tell me what the standing is in the AFC South relative to the Colts right now. I think that they're both 8-4, and four, but okay. I, the Titans hold the tiebreaker. No, I guess they split. They split, yeah. They split. Um, so let, let's see the. Uh, my short answer for this is I buy the Titans. Yeah, they're both they're both eight and four, and the Titans are technically in first place. I don't know why. Um, I guess it's because of their conference secondary record. tiebreaker division it, it, division the, record. It's their or whatever. conference okay. record because they have well, and it's their division record three and one. The Titans are against the South. <laughs> Excuse me. By the way, regardless of that, I buy I buy the Titans. If they win the division over Indianapolis, I certainly buy them yeah. because you're talking about a home game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, how much does that matter right now? I don't know. I think it, maybe it, it still matters a little bit. But th- also you're talking about probably getting a weaker team that you're playing against. Yep. Okay. But the reason I buy them is twofold. One, they already did this. Last I've year. seen this team with this coach, with this formula and this quarterback and the whole thing do this already and get into an AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. The other reason is, what do you got to do to win playoff football games? I mean, the, maybe maybe you're in a dome, you know, but this is a team that is built to run, yeah. that still can throw. I mean, their receiving core, A.J. Brown, is a, is a, is a freak show. Yeah, he's he, awesome. He, he's one of the few guys, and by the way, Corey Davis – who you know that I was so you very love, high yeah. on for no reason other than he went to Western Michigan. <laughs> but he has absolutely not delivered on his fifth overall status. Yep. However, he has improved over time, and he is He's a he, he is becoming a very good, solid NFL receiver. But the other thing is, there's, there's maybe two people on earth that are wide receivers that can make Corey Davis not the biggest person sure. at the position. A.J. Brown's the other one. No, no doubt. I mean, Corey Brown's, or excuse me, Corey Davis is leading the Titans in receiving. Yeah, he's, he, I mean, he's 53 very, catches, 801 yards, four touchdowns. That's, that's very good, good season. Numbers. Very solid season. All that to say, I buy the Titans. The trend of Derrick Henry's career to this point mm-hmm. has been a slow moving train that picks up momentum and is then just going straight downhill the last <laughs> month of the season. That's not the narrative of this season. Mm-hmm. He got rolling early. Will he wear out? I don't know. But I mean, right now he he already he already has two hundred and seventy five carries. Derrick Henry ain't ain't wearing out this season. Yeah, he he, it, he he's amazing to watch, man. He is. I wanted to be a hater early on, and I thought he was too stiff, didn't have enough bend. He's figured part of that out, and part of it just doesn't matter because his explosion through the hole and his size is just it's literally second to none. Okay, number two, this the other one that I'm just stuck on. Yeah, the Los Angeles Rams. I'm very stuck on the Rams. Me too. The answer is is that you 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 can you are utterly justified in either answer that you give. Yes. 
you can buy them and you have all the reason in the world to think that they can go into the playoffs and win, and they can, and you have all the reason in the world to think that that this is a team that could flame out potentially, although I don't expect to even miss the playoffs. I don't think that's going to happen. They have a, a, a you know their schedule sets up pretty well for them with NFC East teams, which it does for everybody in the NFC West right now. Um, I, I don't know, man. Here's the thing: I really, I, I like Sean McVay. I think he is a I think he's a top third coach in the NFL. Okay. I don't think he's he's as good as it gets though. Okay. I think he's very good, not great, and I think their quarterback is bottom half of the league. So, you know, I, I I think that is a problem. That said, they have unbelievable talent defensively. Yeah. They have unbelievable talent offensively. They do. And, and I mean, Jared Goss is your any talent issue, you know? Sure. So, I, I, this is a team that's very dangerous, and I just, I'm, I'm so, I'm stuck on them. I really am. The pluses, the pros of mm-hmm. this are... When you have two of the best players in the NFL and they're at two of the most impactful positions, that takes you a long ways. They have the best interior defensive lineman, maybe, I mean, certainly of his generation, maybe of all time, in Aaron Donald. And they have one of the still one of the best corners in the league in Jalen Ramsey. That mm-hmm. that that helps so much. I think McVeigh is a great coach. I think that particularly one of the other pros in this is I'm not saying that McVeigh is a better coach than Pete Carroll, but he's got Pete Carroll's number. I'm not saying he's a better coach than Kyle Shanahan. But those two butt heads, actually, Shanahan kind of has McVeigh's number recently. Mm-hmm. But Shanahan has a lot of people's number well, recently. He absolutely does. I mean, he's definitely in the argument for one of the better coaches in the league. Oh, he's not in the argument. He's one of the better coaches in the league yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The question is how high you put him. But I totally agree with everything you said, though, because Jared Goff, I think, is the the biggest gap between when he's playing well and he's not playing well mm-hmm. of any quarterback in the league. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if Goff's straight rolling and you're running the rock and and he's getting the ball out of his hands quick and him and McVay are in the, on the same page and they're doing their geek squad thing where the wheels are just turning and the machine is just rolling, yeah. they can go to the Super Bowl. They yeah. did it already. Yeah. But Goff could also do what he did in the Super Bowl and do what he's done in several different big games where he just completely – does not show up and melts down, and it, it takes the thing straight off the rails. You're going to be surprised by this because I've actually been on the Rams oh, you more, have been. more than any, anyone. I'm selling on the Rams. Okay. And the, the number one reason is Goff, but the number two reason is just their inconsistency of a premier option at running back. Two Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Let's go let's blast through a few more of these. Okay. The Bills. Bye. You got to buy them. They're they're on top of their division. They they look really good. There's obvious reason to be have have you know some skepticism. Some of the run defense stuff, which was actually much better against a great running team last night in San Francisco. But when Josh Allen plays like that, and that's the other guy who can be very up and down, right at quarterback, yeah, sure. even in the course of the same game, Josh Allen. Right. But he has. Did you know this? I just learned this yesterday. He has never, ever thrown a red zone interception. Wow. I mean, of all the people who you wouldn't think that about, Josh Allen would be high on that list. There's a, to me, 
There's a definitive difference between being volatile and a risk taker like Josh Allen and being completely unfunctional like Jared Goff. Agreed. Goff gets to a point where sometimes he's unfunctional, whereas Josh Allen will always be a roller coaster, but he can dig himself out of the bottom and come back up Mm -hmm. and make a spectacular play. But you got to buy the – I mean, they're on top of the AFC East. They're 9-3. and That's a really good football team. And the defense has turned the corner. Love the the Bills. The personnel on defense is so elite, and they finally turned the corner in terms of operation. Yeah. Coming off of a bye, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm selling the Bucks. I am too. Um, I think there's too much drama. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is one where you can Everybody's talking about the scheme and throwing the ball down the field all the time, and it's not what Tom Brady's used to and all that. Uh, the, 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 the sort of shadowy backdrop to that is what you're talking about, maybe some of the drama, maybe some of the relationship side. But um, this is a team that has top five, six, talent in the league yeah both sides of the ball and so if you unless you believe their quarterbacks bottom half no i don't i don't know what i think well i don't i think he's i think he's i think tom brady's as good as he's been in the last five years okay but what i am saying to you is that teams who have that kind of talent and don't at least approach it or at sometimes do and then often don't there's a problem there you know and I've loved Bruce Arians from the day that he, you know, stepped in for Chuck Pagano in Indianapolis his whole time in Arizona. And I still love him. I think he's one of the great characters. And I think he's a good coach. But this right now, this is on him. This is on him. And so, you know, I don't know how much it can change. And also, teams who are really up and down, you you have to be consistent in the playoffs, man. So, I mean, could they hit and win a playoff game? Obviously. But I'm, I'm off them. I'm selling the bucks at the moment. Indy. That is a stickler for me. Is dude. it an either or with Indy and the Titans? No, I think it could be a both. I think so too. I think it could be a both. I, I think these are the same two teams. I already bought yeah. Tennessee. The only difference is Tennessee has done it. Indy has not done it yet. The inconsistencies of Tennessee is more mystifying to me, though. The inconsistencies for the Colts as of late has just been because of injuries. I mean, you take DeForest Buckner out of the lineup, that hurts you. I mean, he's one of the better players in the league yeah. at that position. And that that what they do schematically with Darius Leonard at middle linebacker, I mean, they need Buckner. They got to okay. have him. I, I guess my best argument for the Colts is they're a good team who I see a clear path to continuing to actually get better. Sure. And so I like this Bucks team. I love Frank Reich. I, I think even though they haven't run the ball the way I thought they would, they have still consistently run the ball ultimately yeah. this season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Phillip is on a winning team, and we'll see we'll see what can happen. But I, for, I, I'll buy Indy. I'll buy I'll, – I'll, I'll do a tepid purchase on the Indianapolis Colts. Ravens. I can't help myself. I'm buying the Ravens. The thing is that they have the – it's the same thing. They've just been so hurt. They have been. And the media is overplaying the Lamar Jackson narrative. You know, they 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 have to start winning. They need to win tonight. I mean, they got they have to they have to win tonight. Have to win tonight. Okay, but also the losses that they've had for their last five or whatever, they've played some really good teams in some really close games, and then they had RG three and who's your boy? Oh, except I'm Trace, not uh, Trace McSorley. I'm not sure. I believe this is Trace McSorley starting tonight. No, well, Lamar Jackson got cleared. And he I, did I'm, get cleared. I'm, he's activated. I don't know if he's going to start, but I imagine if he's active, he's going to start. Well, in any case, I mean that's that's a big question. But I 
I'm still buying the Ravens, man. They got the horses to do it. They have the the, the formula to do it. They have the coach to do it. I'm I'm not off of this team because they because they've hit a rough stretch and they still have time to 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 put it back together and and I'm going to buy Baltimore. Miami. I'm selling the Miami Dolphins. I am too. I hate to I say think they're going to hit a wall. They're they're they've been they've they they've been really one of the honestly and you know how I feel about the Dolphins. I never root for Miami, but I, I they've been one of the better best stories in the league this year. Brian Flores awesome man absolutely mm-hmm. phenomenal i love the way they're doing it and they are a team that's trajectory is straight up i don't know of a team that has a steeper upward trajectory that right now than the dolphins overall yeah yeah but in, in total yeah but i don't think that that ultimately that's going to get them there i think that I, I i think they could certainly make the playoffs i don't see them winning a football game in the postseason cleveland browns um i'm selling the browns i am too I am selling the Cleveland Browns if and until they win or are obviously competitive and on the level with both the Steelers and the Ravens. I got to see it not once but twice out of them to stamp their what, what they deserve. And as a 9-3 and three team having a, just a, a beatdown of a Tennessee team that we both bought on Sunday, but I got to see it. I got to see it against the in-division teams that are the class of the conference, not just the class of the North. And and I'm going to see it in the next couple of weeks yep. where they're actually going to be. This is this team's going to the playoffs. They are. And I'm thrilled about that. Yep. But until you show me against the best teams that you are that you deserve to be there, you're going to go into the playoffs and you're going to lose in the playoffs. Now, I will say, they've been without Denzel Ward, who's their second best defensive player sure. maybe they're I mean depending on how you think about it their best defensive player for the last couple of weeks yep. he's coming back uh soon I don't know if he'll be back this week but he'll be back soon that's big time it's a huge return for the Browns so I I do like the Browns but I'm not buying them on this yet last two okay Minnesota and Seattle pick whichever one first you want I'm well, selling on the CX I'm buying on the Vikings see I'm certainly selling the Vikings you are yes Here, here's my thought of Minnesota objectively I think that Minnesota, I do not think, I, th- I thought coming into this year could contend for the NFC. They're certainly not going to do that. They're not even contending for their own division. But I do think in a one-and-done one scenario, they can beat almost every team in the NFC field if they get the run game rolling. Well, I mean, let's put it like this. If you're in the playoffs, sure. you can win the game. I, I know, but who can win it like that? Like, who who can go on the road and upset a better team because the, you churn out the clock. They're the one team that could do The two teams in the NFC that could do that are the Vikings and the 49ers, but I think it's over for the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's over for the 49ers too. I just, here's the thing. It's not it's not entirely clear to me that the Vikings are even going to go to the playoffs. That's true. That That's true. And I, so, yeah, that, you're, you're exactly right. Because um, here's a team that's not on this list. Arizona. Right. I'm not entirely – I know I should be selling Arizona right yeah. now. I mean, they didn't even make the list, but I'm not sure I am selling Arizona yet. Yep. The other team, Seattle, um, well, I'm going to just do it. I'm going to buy the Seattle Seahawks, uh, and I'm going to buy it for all the reasons that I said about Tennessee, except even more so, and that's that I've seen it before. The, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson – this is what they do. By the way, you know what else they do? Exactly what they did on Sunday. Lose a bad game to a team they should beat. Happens every it, it 
it, there is no season where you can't find me that game Sunday. Yeah, it's true. And by the way, I mean, this is no excuse because you can't lose that game. But how much better have the Giants been? Oh, really? Significantly better. So, so you know, it's bad, especially when it's Colt McCoy back there. <laughs> but it's you know, it is what it is. This is not. This is on brand, as the kids say, for the Seattle Seahawks. A loss like what we saw Sunday. Now. What, what isn't as much on brand, and this is you're going to be very valid in the point that you're going to make on this, is we know what the weaknesses are of Seattle, and they are still weaknesses. And even though they've improved defensively, they have regressed hugely offensively, much because of Russell Wilson, which we have not seen before, Russell Wilson being the turnover reason for losses consistently over a stretch. But, but I'm taking Russell of a decade and saying that this isn't going to continue. He's too good a player and this team's too talented, the return of Chris Carson for that to continue to be the issue. I do think the loss against the Giants is a like, hey anybody here? How we doing? Because you got a couple games you got to win against other NFC East teams before you go and finish off with the Rams and 49ers. So I'm going to like Seattle certainly to make the playoffs and and to do what they always do, and that's play a close game and then have the belief and the magic and the mysticism to get it done. I mean, when it comes to the playoffs, matchups are so key, and this cumulative playoff field, for a lot of teams, it's all about them. Does Goff melt down or not? It's not a matchup thing. Mm -hmm. What are they doing? That could be part of the matchup. What's the defense doing? But most of these teams are not matchup-based, but Seattle is one of them that is, and I think that that is a concern. But I also think that they – I mean, Seattle's the biggest feast or famine in the entire field, right? Because I do think that they could go to the conference championship game and even maybe even win the conference championship or get beat in the first round. Either of those scenarios would not surprise me whatsoever. Coulter, don't touch anything. Don't look at anything. Okay. There's five minutes left in the first half. Okay. Give me your best guess on the Georgia-Montana score right now. Oh, I have it in front of me, but, oh, you I, do? but I, I haven't looked at the score. It was 21-9 uh, to 9 the last time I saw it, but that was with nine minutes to go in the half. Yeah. Uh, 23-20, Georgia just Ooh. scored a bucket. It's now 25-20, Georgia. But okay. here we go. The Grizzlies starting to pick it up a little okay. bit, get back into this thing. So five minutes left. Uh, they got a, you know, a team comes out of the gates hot. Another team gets mad and fights back and claws back. And then the other team gets mad back at them and tries to go. So if, if Montana can keep Georgia from going on another run this last five minutes, that will be big going to uh, the break in a, uh, you know, in an actual ball game. Uh, but good for Montana for overcoming a, you know, just you can't practice against guys like Georgia's guy. You know what I'm saying? I believe that was a Stedman. Or actually, that was a Kyle Owens 15-foot baseline jumper, 25-22. So it's back to a three-point game. Tell people where they can watch the NFL, our good partners of the Slipper. We'll give them the Tag Larry sandwich on the other side. How about that? Already did. Oh, you did? Yeah. It's already gone. Told him to go. Oh, but Perfect. You want a sandwich? I was retrieving our sandwich. From, from Tag Larry. You stick around. We'll get that to you. Also, we'll talk about games that aren't happening in college football and why it doesn't matter next. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot, connect to more. 
up, boys and girls? How we doing? To tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Thanks for being there. Letting us be with you. We appreciate that. Uh, Coulter, as we uh, cruise through here, at Gus Tutel, 102.9 ESPN, at Skyline Sports MT on Twitter, um, wanted to talk a little bit about some college football, and notably the cancellation, which just came down earlier today, of the Ohio State Michigan football game. Uh I don't I'm not going to sit here and rank the rivalry games. Sure. But this is my favorite obviously non-state of Montana. Rivalry in the rivalry game in the country. I like it more than the Iron Bowl. I like it more than whatever Florida Georgia, Florida Florida State, whatever. I mean, Why is or, that? Oregon Oregon State. Um I don't know. I mean, part of Part of it, I, I've thought about why that is. I don't have any particular, I mean, I lived in Michigan for a little while, but I'm not a Michigan fan. Mm. I'm not an Ohio State fan, certainly. Um, it just seems like it's so interesting when it's in-state, sc- schools go at each other, and it's such a big deal in the state. Sure. When your actual rival is an out-of-state school and the entire state then rallies in its state versus state, it's a it's just a little added to it. Yeah, you got to have an up-close-and-personal view to understand. Like, the Civil War in Oregon's a big deal. The Apple Cup in Washington's a big deal. But Washington and Oregon hate each other way more than they hate oh, their rivals. Oh, for sure. Hate. For sure. And, and actually, that's such an interesting one because I think the Washington-Oregon game one of the great games of the year, even though it's not styled as a... a a quote rivalry game. Of course, it's a rivalry game. It's probably the biggest rivalry game that either of those two schools have. Right. But it ain't. It ain't. You know, you it you you talk about the Apple Cup. You know. So in any case, I just think that this one is uh, it's my favorite, and I'm bummed that it ain't happening. Just like everybody else, because I'd like to see the game, even though this had all the makings of a blowout and maybe you know the end of the run for one Jim Harbaugh. Um, and. All the conspiracy theorists out there are going to talk about, well, that's exactly why this game is not happening. Thank you very much. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I think this is the thing that that stands out to me the most, though. And this isn't just about this game. This is about the whole, the whole season. I feel like every coach and every AD and every president and every school and every team has a built-in out-slash-positive spin to put on this entire season no matter what in the world happens in it no no matter what if you are michigan and this season has gone as bad as it can go penn state terrible people go what in the world is going on you get to the end of this thing you go you will never know the amount of adversity that we had to (laughs) overcome in this season people don't understand what has gone on and whatever and you got to also understand the amount of talent that we have here we are thrilled about it and guess what everybody's coming back or or basically i'm surprised some coaches haven't used the we use this year as a developmental year yeah i'm surprised that hasn't been used more and so, and come talk to me in 2021 when it's real, when we know what this deal is, when right. we're all lining up, when we guys get, come talk to me then. Whereas all the other schools who are in it are going, well, hell yeah, this is a real year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a real national championship. Yeah, we're going out and we're going to win this or that bowl game, this or that championship, this conference title, et cetera. Look at how great we, BYU, Coastal Carolina, they're not sitting there going, 
you know, anything other than this is the real deal. We're all in on this thing, you know? And so it's easy to just sit there and say whatever you need to say to make it work. And by the way, it doesn't mean that anybody's lying about any of it. It could, you know, it's just sort of what it is. So I don't know. That said, this season, I'm accepting I'm accepting this season as a fan like I was given a free ticket to a concert and I didn't know who the bands were going to be. And I walked in and like maybe a couple of them were okay. Maybe a couple of them stunk. Maybe one of them was great and now you're a big fan. But you know what? It's all good because you went for free, you know? And so it it doesn't really matter. To to me, this is like going to a concert. uh, This is like like going to see Led Zeppelin and Robert Plant and Jimmy Page aren't there. So then therefore, even though it's free, I walk out. No, see, first of all, th- that's that's where you and I part company. If it's free, I'm in. I have had le- less interest in in this than in any sport on the planet. First, first of all, you don't care about college football that is not I, at the I, FCS. And I, no, I, I do. Ca- I do care about no, it a, to a certain extent. You don't. I, I I watch it. I has just found it completely uncompelling this year. You spent you spent our entire time on the radio talking to me about how much it is irrelevant and does not matter. That has been no, it, the it, consistent it, argument that we've had this whole time. You've only ever hated on FBS football. This year, my interest is even less. Well, that's, you know, that's quite a remarkable statement. Regardless, I have a couple of questions for you. Okay. I'll tell you what. Pause. Okay. You keep your questions. I'll answer the questions. I'll go out on a high note on my last wow. Tuesday here on the show. Last possession of the first half, George's big guy, Garcia, just scored in the paint and got fouled. Montana was down 30-24. to 24. The bucket's good, and he gets a free throw, 2.7 seconds left. So Montana could have had a two-possession game. Instead, looks like it's probably going to be three possessions. Going yeah, that's a, it's a tough way to go. Uh, here would be my suggestion. Don't give it to Josh Bannon for the half quarter. That was one of the worst half-court attempts I saw at a buzzer out of anybody ever. I mean, you got to be better than that. No context think, basketball. Thing, what thing the landed at the free the throw internet. line. Uh, the free throw, by the way, no good. So the clock then does expire. I'll tell you what. If you told me at about the, I don't know, six-minute in mark of this game that this would be an, an eight-point game going to halftime, I'd have said, I don't think so. So, you know, good for Montana for finding a way to crawl back into this thing. It's one of the optics of early runs, too, though, right? Like 13-2 to two looks like so much, but in fact, the halftime deficit is only three points less than what the initial 13-2 to two deficit was. Yeah, but it the, just looks so much The 13-2 to two deficit happened in a minute and 58 seconds. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> uh, okay, Coulter, it's Tuesday. We got something good for the people that was given good to us. There is but one deli that can have the best sandwich in Montana, and that and that deli is Tagliari. It's Tagliari Tuesday. Coulter, normally they have, these are named after bands, right? But what's this one this that we're doing Mad today? Max. This is off the... Uh, doing a, a film here. This is off this. of the secret, the not-so-secret special menu now. Okay. It's turkey hot soprazada, sharp white cheddar, fresh basil, pepperoncinis, piquillo peppers, red onions, and... F- they call it feisty mayo. A little spice in the mayo. <laughs> feisty mayo. Give that to Kai. Um, I'm chewing. You yeah, 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 yeah. We get, we got a bunch of tagliere for you. Twenty five dollars worth. It's going to get you at least two sandwiches, maybe a sandwich, bottle of wine, you know, sandwich, chips, drink, the whole works. Twenty five bucks to tagliere deli. If you give us a call right now, three six one three six eight eight. Second caller is going to get a twenty five dollar gift card to tagliere deli. Best sandwiches, 
not just in Missoula, state of Montana. Go check them out. Corner of Beckwith and Higgins. I was hoping for maybe like a, a $500 tag gift card as a parting gift or something like that. You know what I mean? Go use that thing up. Thank you very much. This is as good as it gets always. 361-3688. Get your $25 gift card to Tagliari Deli right there on Higgins. Do it right now. Quick break. Coulter, ask questions. I answer them. Next. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan and you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going to be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula. It's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. I don't know the best way to wave at the camera. Great radio, though. It's Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television. Thanks for being with us, letting us be with you on this Tuesday evening. If you missed anything in the show, listen on the podcast, the Sutel Nuanas podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, listen at your leisure, on your time, on your favorite platform, thanks to Blackfoot Communications. Coulter, we talked about uh, college football and how this is an easily spun year to say whatever you need it to say as a coach, as an administration, whatever it might be, uh, because it's a zero year. Everybody can come back if you're doing great because you're great. If you're not doing great, it's because of COVID. If you're, you know, whatever, however you got to need it to go, you can make it go that way. You, though, had some questions put together for me about this, presumably. So let her rip. Well, number one, number one, does the cancellation of the Michigan-Ohio State game save Jim Harbaugh's job at Michigan? Um, no. You think he's out? I think he's out. You think he's going to leave on his own accord and go to the NFL, or do you think he's going to be fired? Um, I think with the tenacity of Jim Harbaugh, he's going to make them do it. But I, I don't know. You know, I could certainly see him taking it. I don't think – I. Even if the writing's on the wall, I think Jim Harbaugh does not want to have the perception that he, like, that the ship sank and he jumped off it to go somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, I think he wants them to take him out if it's going to happen. By the way, he would also have a significant uh, financial incentive to have that be the way it goes if it's going to go that way. So, worth considering. Michigan is always one of the most talked about jobs in the country. That's understandable why. Massive fan base, massive stadium, great tradition, 
all of those things. They always are obsessing over hiring Michigan men. we got to hire a Michigan man. Who's more of a Michigan man than Jim Harbaugh? Mm-hmm. And if he parts ways with his alma mater. But my whole thing is I get that Michigan fans are frustrated with not being able to get into the absolute upper tier of the Big Ten. And they're frustrated with never beating Ohio State in Jim Harbaugh's tenure. Who can you hire that's better than Harbaugh? Well, who, who, whoever it is that you don't know until you know who they are. But is that that that's the whole thing though? Is it's not like other jobs where you can go find like a PJ Fleck or something, or like a Todd Herman is going to be a rising star. They are so obsessed with hiring a Michigan man, so that means your your well, list no. of hirees is so limited. First of all, it isn't. You know, if they're going to be obsessed about that very thing, they were obsessed about it. They got one, and it didn't work. So, what's going to happen next? Was 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 Hoke a Michigan man? Did he play at Michigan? I believe he did. Okay. Here's the thing. No, he did not. Okay. I, I, I just don't. He had had previous experience on Lloyd Carr's staff pretty extensively. Here's what I think is the the way I think about it. I don't think they're obsessed with hiring a Michigan man. I think that if and when they do, they love waving the flag that they have. But I don't think that that's the very thing. And you you said a guy who whose name comes to the top of my mind, P.J. Fleck. Hmm. Now, I don't think he's leaving Minnesota. I, this is, this is, but I'm saying a guy like that. Who, who's had more ability? But by the way, just because you get that guy doesn't mean it's going to go great, a.k.a. Tom Herman. Sure. I mean, he's got Houston number six team in the nation. They can't go three games before they lose one in his tenure at Texas. What if Urban Meyer went to Michigan? Well, that will never happen. <laughs> it would be hilarious. It would be. It'd be the first win in a long time for the Wolverines over Ohio State. But that ain't going to happen. I hear... We're not going to do this right now. You're always you're always angry because the only teams in the playoff are the Blue Bloods. Yep. You'd say, well, it's never going to change, never going to change. And that's true as long as there's four teams and only four teams in it. But you're always talking about the money and the resources and this, sure, that, and the sure. other and the gap. But I would like to just go through the money and the resource teams that stink. Okay? Because there's a lot of them. And you're always telling me about Alabama and Ohio State and Clemson, and that's all well and good. But let me talk to you about Texas and Michigan and Florida State. I mean... Who's got resources, you know, more than those schools, and yet they can't figure it out? And this, there's something there to figure out why that is the case. You know, there really is. But we don't have time today. Sadly, our time has come to the end. Still halftime, by the way, at Athens. We're still in the break. 32-24, the score uh, at uh, at the midway point. The Grizzlies down eight to uh, George. George is ranked, right? I mean, they're undefeated right now, three and zero against three other teams. Do you have any? Where are they at in the uh, in the AP? I don't know if they actually are ranked this week, but they're certainly a, a top 30, 35 right. team. I think they're ranked. I got to go check this out with George. I think they're in there. Uh, boys and girls, have a lovely and fine Tuesday. Thanks for letting me sit around, hang out with you once again. I'm gonna. Uh, have some fun the rest of this week, my last on the show, and uh, bring back maybe some memories and even... It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. 
Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 